today we have a very special guest, very young and dynamic, uh, and um, uh, Raghavendra is joining us. So Raghavendra, first of all, uh, thank you very much for joining us uh, on weekends. Uh, and uh, we, like me and the audience, would like to really know who you are personally and about uh, Moxra as well. And very unusual name, but uh, we would like to know what it means and what is the business all about. Hey Swapnil, firstly, thanks thanks so much for having me on. Uh, very excited to be here today and to be speaking uh, to you. So thanks thanks to you and thanks to the team at Call Hippo for having me on. Uh, yeah, let me kick things off with <laughs> with Moxtra. Moxtra, as you can imagine, uh, actually stands for Mobile Extra. You put those two words together, that's how you get Moxtra. Uh, there's, a, there's a small interesting story there. So, Swapnil, I don't know if you've heard of a company called Webex before. Cisco I Webex. think I have. Yeah. Okay, great. So, uh, Webex is actually, you know, it was founded in, in the mid-90s. Uh, you know, it was, it was the original video conferencing platform. One of the first video conferencing platforms out there. It was acquired by Cisco in 2007. Mm -hmm. uh, back in the day with businesses, at least, it was just as popular as Zoom is today. You know, Zoom is today a household name. Everyone uses Zoom. We're on Zoom. So, uh, very similarly, WebEx was, you know, the go-to video conferencing platform for most businesses out there. So, our founder CEO, his name is Subra Ayer. Uh, mm -hmm. He was also the founder CEO of WebEx. So, he built WebEx, uh, took it public, sold it to Cisco in 2007. And, uh, you know, then he founded Moxtra along with Stanley Huang. The reason I, I sort of went around this story is because WebEx stood for Web Extended. You know, <laughs> our CEO okay. sort of was not too happy. Every time there was a customer meeting, he used to work at Apple uh, as a part of the sales team. So every time he had to meet a customer, he had to fly all the way from, let's say, California to Florida or New York or, you know, to take these sales meetings and to do these in-person meetings. It's just something he was not a fan of. So he said, hey, there has to be a better way. And, you know, he figured out that internet is something that you can leverage. So yeah. as a business to interact with your customers in the web era, you can just sit in your office or at home, use your computer and, and sort of, you know, speak to them, interact with them. So that's why the name Web Extended came together. And, uh, uh, you know, today we're in the mobile world, right? So uh, Moxtra is your, you know, you've got to do more on your mobile searches mobile extra that's where the name comes from exactly okay very very interesting so so what does uh, moxtra do and what does it into sure let me get into that so um i gave you the background on you know just pulling a thread from the from the previous previous story that i shared mm -hmm. webex help businesses connect with their customers with their clients in the web era right in the in the computer or in the desktop era we're here to do the exact same thing for businesses in the mobile era. We help a business interact with their customers. That's fundamentally why we're built. And there's a specific type of business which, you know, which we add more value to. Any business which is high touch. What I mean by that is, let's say they, they speak to their customers a lot. There's a lot of back and forth going on. Uh, a lot of documents that get exchanged. They have to meet their customers often. A lot of B2B, you know, businesses which are catering to other businesses. You can think of law firms, accounting firms, uh, banks, you know, all of these type of businesses which speak to their customers often. Mm -hmm. Those are the type of businesses that, you know, where we're able to add value. And we help those businesses 
seamlessly and securely interact with their customers okay that's what we do at a very high level okay but so basically you you are solving a problem where instead of using multiple platforms you are giving everything in a single platform i believe precisely precisely right so everything that i would need as a business so let's say i'm an accounting firm abc mm-hmm. accounting firm just to paint a picture today i'm doing maybe taxation for some of my clients maybe for some clients i'm doing payroll uh, you know i'm handling their month on month payroll for them maybe for some customers i'm handling you know their balance sheet account receivable invoices all of those things i'm sort of putting together as their accountant mm-hmm. so imagine today i'm sharing documents on email i'm probably also messaging them on whatsapp i'm having mm-hmm. meetings with them on you know multiple platforms whatever video conferencing platform i often need them to sign documents so i'm going to send them you know through a document or whatever electronic signature platform that's out there mm-hmm. and it's all over the place it's all over the place and from a client's perspective every time i have to reach out to my accountant the firm that i'm doing business with i don't even know where to go right it's it's so complicated i have to start maybe putting things down on an email maybe something new that i have in mind maybe i want to open a new entity whatever it is it it becomes fairly complicated you know we speak on the phone then the points are not jotted down so we don't know where to sort of go back and hey i said this i didn't say that what happened to that you know it, it's all over the place so exactly like you said swapnil what we try and do is we say hey we're in the mobile world the simplest way to sort of do business with your customers is give them an app right put your mm-hmm. business out there uh, put put an app in their hands on their fingertips mm-hmm. and everything that you need you know whether it's sort of messaging you whether it's sort of reaching out to you and having a call with you virtually meeting you getting mm-hmm. them to sign documents keeping track of all the work that needs to be done keeping track of different projects you know integrating with different systems all of those things everything happens on one platform and mm-hmm. their own platform so abc accounting gets their own you know web and mobile applications to sort of seamlessly do business with their customers that's that's what we provide and is it white labeled for all your customers absolutely completely white labeled for them okay okay uh so uh, during the uh, uh, during the pandemic now as uh, what you have told me most of the digital uh, most of the business is uh, digitally i believe uh, so how much uh, uh, how much uh, was it impacted during uh, the pandemic before pandemic and while we are still in the pandemic ah yeah that's a great question uh, it i i'd say we're very fortunate we're very very lucky that you know we're in this space where even during during these unfortunate times we were able to add value to a business literally when businesses were shutting their offices down and you know trying to adapt everyone was trying to adapt right we ourselves went from working in a in an office to working remote just entirely on our own platform mm-hmm. a lot of businesses had to go through that so we were fortunate that we at the right time we were able to just you know put our product in front of these businesses and a lot of businesses we we've been able to add value to them so as unfortunate an event as the pandemic is it's helped us uh in the sense that it's given us an opportunity to add value significantly right all the more uh, uh significantly to every single business we're just giving them their own digital office right their own their own branch that they can put in their customers pocket anytime any place the customer wants to do anything with them they just pull out their phone open their app and you know they're able to securely sort of interact and do business with them okay uh, so um uh, so it it's good that it um, impacted you in a positive manner right uh, 
but were you able to grow or scale during the period yeah yeah uh, touch wood we we've, we've seen significant amount of growth in mm-hmm. in the last year or so on our platform mm-hmm. and it's been very exciting it's been very exciting journey okay uh, and any um, any kind of outbound marketing process do you follow uh, for the business yeah it's a good question interesting one so predominantly our strategy is that we want to be outbound driven uh, mm-hmm. because today all the platforms that clients and customers are used to majority of them are uh, you know they built with a focus for the internal organization right any any platform that you take to speak mm-hmm. to your colleagues it built the, the purpose of that platform is to help you speak to your colleagues internally uh, mm-hmm. so we we there are di- different tools which help you do different things with with external stakeholders like clients but we are yet to sort of come across a a, a platform that that's complete in its offering so mm-hmm. it, it to put it put this out there through ads and and get people to come in inbound is possible but we realize that that's a that's that's a slightly more uphill battle to uh, sort of go after so what we are actually doing right now is is predominantly focused on our outbound effort uh, we have you know a team that sort of helps us a team of sdrs uh, that sort of help us put the word out there and and uh, we we try and keep things very interesting so it's an interesting approach and it, yeah so to keep it short to answer your question and i can of course dive deeper if you would like but to keep it simple yes predominantly outbound that's 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 the fundamental approach okay. we take so, so you mentioned about sdrs right and it, it's not a very popular term in uh, at least in india uh, but still in some of the companies you do find it uh, but could you please shed some light on what sdrs are and uh, you know have, have they been beneficial for you oh yeah of course um, so sdr of course stands for sales development representative some people call it business development representative but you know they and sometimes they're used interchangeably as well we just keep it simple we call them sdrs these are people that are sort of reaching out uh uh to prospects potential potential customers and trying to tell them what it is that we do right through the different mm-hmm. channels we have of course they've been beneficial they've been beneficial a ton and we've taken a slightly different approach uh, mm-hmm. i agree with you that maybe some of the approaches that a lot of it's very popular among saas companies right software as a service companies mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of saas companies probably uh, utilize this approach to try and try and put them put their platforms out there mm-hmm. we we've seen a lot of value and and the way we like to think about it is hey don't take the phone and start saying hey we all software i'm sure have you had those calls where you get a call from someone that says hey do you want a loan or do you want a credit card have you had any of those phone calls almost every day every day right tell me yeah. about it so so and what is your reaction you're like no thank you and you hang up right that's that exactly right yeah. so that, that that's not that's not how we want to sort of do things and we've seen we've seen firms uh, that have tried to take that approach we've seen firms which are phenomenal at this as well so i'm not here to try and say we've cracked it mm-hmm. but there's a certain way in which we want to approach this that's the fundamental we're we're learning we there there's a long way to go uh, for us mm-hmm. as well we have so much to sort of uh, uh, we we have so much to sort of still understand and and uh, put together but the fundamental approach we want to take is we don't want it to be a call, you know whether we're reaching out through a cold call or a cold email 
or over a platform like LinkedIn, we don't want mm-hmm. it to be that approach where we're like, hey, hello sir, you want a credit card? Do you want a home loan? Or oh, not interested? Okay, cool. It's like a spray and pray approach, right? Or so to mm-hmm. speak. We want it to be a little different. So let let me paint a picture. Uh, so someone calls you, Swapnil, and says, "Hey, Swapnil." Uh, so I'll I'll do I'll do I'll do, I'll do both approaches, right? The so first approach sure. is, "Hey, Swap- hey, Mr. Swapnil, thank you. Uh, good morning. Uh, I, I'm calling from HDFC Bank. Do you want? We're offering a loan for one lakh rupees for you. Do you are you interested? What do you say? Um, no, not at all. No, not looking right? for a loan. <laughs> not looking for a loan. Exactly, right? But what is that? What is that person was a little more nuanced and not the person's only objective was not to tell you why they're calling. It was a lot more research. It was the objective of that person on the other side was to add value. What did that person call and said, "Hey, Mr. Sopnil, I, I realize this is a cold call, but I've noticed something. I'm part of HDFC Bank's team, and we've noticed some of your spending patterns, and we have a new product that you know may interest you. You have 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. What are you more likely to say? You probably say 30 seconds. Okay, I sure, can spare maybe. 30 seconds. Yeah, exactly, right? Mm-hmm. And then in that 30 person, 30 seconds, what if that person goes on to paint a picture for you to say, hey, mm-hmm. Mr. Swapnil, we've noticed that you've been banking with us. Thank you so much for being our customer. Mm-hmm. We've noticed that you spend a fair amount on online shopping platforms. And we have this new product that allows you to sort of save more as you shop on these platforms. Mm-hmm. Would you be interested in sort of understanding more uh, mm-hmm. as to how we can seamlessly swap, you know, what you're using with us and, and sort of, you know, use this so that it, 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 you can save more in the longer run? Mm-hmm. Then suddenly you're like, you're not sort of, you're not, you're maybe uh, maybe five or six people out of 10 are still hanging up, but there are yeah. at least more people who are more willing to at least understand what the person right. on the other side is trying to say. Even though it's just a credit card, you've done some research, you've genuinely tried to identify uh, an area where, you know, the person can add value and that's mm-hmm. how it is, right? So we, we follow that same approach. We, we don't, if we find, you know, a prospect that's, that's an ideal customer profile, as, you know, most people call it today, but mm-hmm. it's not a business where we can add value and, you know, then we just refrain from reaching out, right? We just refrain from reaching out. So we, we try to stay away from that spray and pray approach. And we right. want to come across more as a, as a consultant, if you will, if, if I can call it that. Mm-hmm. So probably this will reduce the number of uh, you know, people disconnecting the calls very abruptly or bluntly, right? Relatively speaking. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's the objective. Uh, not just over cold call, even over cold, even cold emails that we may be sending out mm-hmm. uh, or anything. Even if we're doing, you know, we're leveraging tools that help us automate every single touch point that we want to put out there is we mm-hmm. want to try and tailor it as much as possible. And the objective is not to sort of just, you know, make sure we take your time to tell you about our platform, but we want to tell you the value we can add. That's the, the, the subtle, subtle difference. Right. So, so apart from the filtering process that the SDRs do, uh, they are in the process of profiling the leads as well, right? Is that what you're trying to say? Everything. They take a call on everything. So, mm-hmm. of course, there's help in terms of how uh, we discuss, strategize on industries that we go after, on the ideal customer profiles we go after. Mm-hmm. And then on, they're sort of um, encouraged to get a mind of their own, so to speak, right? It's not a mm-hmm. script. It's not oh, this is, when you say this, this is, just say this, say these five things and see if they're interested in, and, you know, bring them on a call or something. It's it's not like that. They they have to sort of take the time. We encourage them to sort of take the time, do re- research, go to the prospects website, see maybe their LinkedIn, everything that we have access to. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, study and see if we can really add value. And if we can, and if we figured out how we're able to add value to this specific person in this specific business, 
then we reach out and we try uh we try to possibly tell them in in as polite a way as possible hey here's here's what we do here's who we are and here's how we can add value right so so you you mentioned something interesting that mainly uh, the saas based businesses uh, at least they know what sdrs are and probably they employ them as well but uh, it is often ignored by most of the businesses right the concept of sdrs probably by the name of business development executives yes but sdrs as a whole is is uh, i believe is quite uh, is ignored by most of the companies or they are not aware about it mm, i agree uh, to some extent uh, swapnil so the the way the, the place where i would differ is i don't know if every company would need an sdr okay but i agree with you that some companies which can which are not looking at this type of uh, uh this type of a, uh, you know if i can call it a method to reach out and put their get their word out there there's definitely immense opportunity especially us sitting here in in india we have the opportunity to try and uh reach out globally right mm-hmm. which that's, that's exactly what we're trying to do and there are companies which have done this extremely successfully uh mm-hmm. so that that's the opportunity that's exactly the opportunity is to sit here and try and tell our story to people world over and everywhere every region is different every region people have their own set of challenges they have their own set of uh uh you know their, their own way in which they want to be spoken to they have their own uh set of uh, uh unspoken rules if you will right uh mm-hmm. the way you speak to them do you keep it formal do you keep it casual do they prefer email first do they prefer phone first all of those things all of those things uh make a difference and it's uh, it's on us to just understand these subtle nuances but the opportunity is immense sitting mm-hmm. here we can literally reach out to the entire world exactly okay uh and um what would be the one thing that you uh, know your audience has really liked about uh, moksha the one thing that they say that this is something that we haven't found in any of the uh, competitor products or services yeah uh, that's a good question just trying to understand your usp <laughs> something that makes you different from your competitors uh, like a- anyone out of the many yeah for sure for sure so i can share a couple of examples here as well uh uh there i can i can share two stories actually that come to my mind sure sure one is one is a private bank that I'll refrain from naming but they're probably one of the oldest private bank in europe they're based in mm-hmm. netherlands right oldest okay. private bank mm-hmm. they have ultra high net worth customers customers mm-hmm. you you can open an account with this bank only if you have you know a few million dollars deposited in the bank right oh, really so Huh, yeah yeah that's uh, they they that that exclusive very exclusive bank okay. uh, exclusive private bank and uh, every customer is of immense value to them so you can imagine if if they have only a uh, select number of customer mm-hmm. uh, but every customer is very valuable to them right depositing mm-hmm. millions of dollars with them and you won't believe it they have you know people to take care of every single customer they call relationship manager relationship yeah. manager and they 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 slightly old 60 plus right most people tend to be 60 plus of, of course if you've accumulated that type of wealth most people more often than not you you tend to be in your mid 60s uh, early 60s late 60s what have you yes. so the way it works is if i have to do let's say show my customer their portfolio right of investments opportunities mm-hmm. show them their funds 
you know, all of those type of reports if I have to get something signed from them. The relationship manager would typically pack a briefcase, a briefcase full of documents, drive down to the customer's home. They could be in different parts of the country. doesn't matter. Uh, they're, they're working with this bank, so the personalized service is what it's all about. So they drive down to the customer's house, uh, meet with the customer, sit down, maybe have a meal with them, chat with them, and then open up this briefcase and show them the document page by page, walk through. You know, doing this once in a while is fantastic. We all love that human touch, right? Especially in right. these days, we're all sort of <laughs> craving exactly. for it. But imagine, uh, <laughs> there have been instances where they've gone all the way, they've forgotten to get signature on a one document or two documents. Guess what? Oh. They have to go <laughs> back to get it, right? Okay. So hmm. we went to them, we had the opportunity to sort of uh, have a discussion with them. And they were super skeptical. They said, boss, not, not happening. My customers are 60 plus. You're showing me some technology that they can use on their phone or on their tablet, yeah. on their iPad or, you know, on their computer. Yeah. My customer, I don't even, we don't even know if they'll do digital banking. Forget, you know, your, your, all this that you're talking about. So we told them two things. We said, hey, we understand. We understand that your customers are 60 plus. But how do you think they're, they're speaking to their children and their grandchildren today who are not necessarily living with them or living in other countries or different parts of the country? How do you think they're speaking to them? Mm-hmm. And got them thinking, yeah, they're actually speaking them through maybe FaceTime, iMessage or some other social messenger platform. Okay, mm-hmm. they're using this platform. I get it. Okay. So we said, okay, we'll do a trial. We'll do a trial. Give us your most skeptical customers, customers that you think we are, are not, not even going to look at something like this. Give us those customers mm-hmm. and we'll try and work with them. Okay. So they said, okay, fine. We'll try it out. Did a pilot with us two months. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were able to roll this out as their own platform. And we took care of all the, because the banks, there are umpteen number of security protocols that need to be in place. We, we took care of all of those. Mm-hmm. And uh, their customers tried it out and to their surprise and more so to our surprise, mm-hmm. the adoption, we internally kept a threshold saying, okay, this is probably where we can expect the adoption to be. It was mm-hmm. a lot higher than that because now speaking to their banker is almost exactly like speaking to their family member, right? So easy, exactly. take it out, send a message, hey, send me this document, send me that document. Oh, you want to sign, I'll sign it. You know, I'll send it and send it across. Oh, you don't have to come, let's just do a video call, right? Mm-hmm. Their, their relationship managers were able to get so much more done. Their mm-hmm. customers are super happy. And bear in mind, the, we're not taking away that, that physical meeting is very important. We're yeah. only saying that that meeting those people face to face, now it, you just have to do it less frequently. It allows you to get more done with your time. Mm-hmm. So we've seen similar examples, Swapnil. I don't know if that helps paint a picture, but the fact mm-hmm. that people are able to put their own platform out there. One, it mm-hmm. gives their clients immense confidence. Two, clients are able to actually reach in more and, and get more out of their business, get more out of their accounting firm, more out of their legal firm, more out of their bank, because they're able to reach in and sort of receive that service, right? Yeah. We, we call it, we call it just in time. That's what we call it. Because, exactly. yeah. you know, you know, uh, oftentimes imagine today, if you have to sort of think, uh, you, you probably reach into your phone and you maybe call that person. Guess what? That person's busy. That person's in a meeting. Your accountant is in a meeting or a uh, legal person is in a meeting or your banker is in a meeting. Oh, your idea suddenly drops. Mm-hmm. But today you're simply able to take your phone out, open that app, drop them a message, right? And yeah. whenever that person's available, they're going to get back. So we yeah. call this, you know, just in, just in time uh, just type of service. That's, that's something we've seen our consumers, our clients absolutely love. Probably a, a term which was coined by Toyota, I guess, uh, long back. Uh, 
I studied this during uh, while I was um, doing my PG and during the operations uh, uh, operations module. Uh, at that time, I remember just in time. That was the concept. You're exactly of, right. You're uh, exactly brought in right. by Toyota and all to increase the productivity and the efficiency and basically making sure that whatever is needed is uh, uh, is not prepared or made uh, at the early stage but just created out of nowhere and presented it to the customer. So I guess that exactly. is what the concept is of just-in-time. Exactly. Probably exactly. McDonald's then later on adapted and the other chains as well, they adapted to the same concept. And that is what yeah, we have. Yeah, there are umpteen number of businesses that have, that have, Toyota, as you said, is a pioneer in this, right? They, they collect raw material from, let's say, Japan to, uh, or, or, you know, wherever they had to bring it. Uh, I, 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 from what I read, they had to get some raw materials from Australia and some other parts of the world. They wouldn't waste time. They start assembly on the ship, right? Exactly. Because that 20 day travel time, you can, you can do a lot with the raw material that you collect. And by the time it reaches their factory, it's ready for the next process. They're absolutely right. That's, right. that's where the just in time mindset comes in. Uh, I heard that term after so many years. <laughs> that's really great. <laughs> Suddenly Toyota popped into my mind. Uh, so uh, yeah, but before we uh, uh, wind up, Raghavinder, uh, do you have any a piece of advice for the listeners who are aspiring probably in the same domain or uh, basically want to learn um, how to do outbound marketing better? Yeah, look, like I said, we ourselves are learning and we're, we're getting better, but we're, we're still in the learning phase. So I, I, we've had, uh, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't by, by any measure of way call ourselves the experts, if you will. Mm-hmm. But what I will say is we've learned a lot. We've learned a lot. We've done a ton of experiments. We have some learnings that, that are universal, right? That anybody can sort of, uh, apply. So just feel free to reach out on on LinkedIn or Twitter. I'm, I'm at Raghavendra Ramesh Mokstra mm-hmm. on LinkedIn, Raga Ramesh on Twitter, uh, R-A-G-A underscore R-A-M-E-S-H on Twitter. Feel free to reach out. More than happy to sort of connect and uh, share whatever learnings we've had. But the few that, that, I've, that I've spoken about, key ones, if I were to sort of set up an outbound uh, process today, Here's what I would I would focus on, and these are probably obvious to most people, but definitely worth reiterating because we 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 this is where you know uh, this can be the subtle nuance that makes the difference. So number one, you want to really hone in on that target profile, right? You really want to sort of make sure that the person you're calling uh, is able to it it adds value to them. What people often forget mm-hmm. is these people have a day job, they have a regular day job that they need to do, right? Their job is not to sort of go out and buy our software or our platform or whatever product it is that we're offering. They have a regular job and their job is to sort of get work done. So we need to see how our 30 second phone call, one minute phone call can add value to them, right? It's not, it shouldn't be about, hey, did the prospect pick up? I'm just gonna sort of make sure I, I shoot my pitch, uh, you know, as, as quickly as I can. So that's, that's definitely not going to work. It's got to be a lot more convers- conversational, a lot more calm, a lot more composed, uh, and, and it has to add value. So that means doing a ton of research before the phone call. Right? It hardly takes five minutes once you start sort of start getting the hang of it. So honing in on that ideal customer profile. Number two is come across as someone who's, you know, really learned the industry, understood the industry, and knows how, you know, with a platform like yours can add value to the industry. So painting painting challenges that people face in, in the industry, painting uh, a picture of, you know, typical problems that they may be going through, 
um, and and probably just painting a small picture of how you know a platform that they're working on could possibly add value and and maybe trying to invite them to a 15 minute call or something of that sort uh, and the third one of the key things is every region and every demographic reacts differently so for instance if i had to give you an example uh, people in apac people who are more senior uh, prefer that they reached out to more often on the phone right so you you get uh it 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 they just find it easier right because they already have a ton of email coming in they have a ton of linkedin coming in whereas maybe if your demographic your ideal customer profile the person is slightly younger mm-hmm. they our observation has been that they prefer linkedin uh, and again this is it's all uh you know there if you if we go into the sort of uh nitty gritty there there could be exceptions of course all the time yeah, yeah. but in general what we've noticed is in asia pac people who are like in singapore or malaysia they prefer that we connect with them on linkedin uh, or you know or email you know just a short crisp email that explains what it is that we do just a quick introduction and uh, we take things from there so yeah that's a, that's a very very high level overview there are a ton of experts out there as well so uh, that i highly recommend people follow uh, josh brown is great uh, uh, you know you have sam nelson and there are there are a bunch of other folks so uh based on you know uh what strategy resonates most people can try and mm-hmm. follow some of these folks right okay um so uh, ragvinder thank you very much for your time and uh, thank you for sharing your insights your learning uh, your experiences with us um also if uh, you guys want to know more about moksha please do visit moksha.com and uh, just to tell you one more thing about moksha that they were named the best digital banking solution provider by banking tech awards 2020 am i right raghavendra that's absolutely right thank you thank you for that that's yeah, true congratulations you. for that and thank you thank very you. much once again for taking out the valuable time especially during weekends and thanks yeah. so much for having me the pleasure <laughs> yeah so it was really nice talking to you and i wish Likewise. you all the best all the best for, for you and for moxra as well thanks for you too wish you and your team the very best thank you